I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. You are listening to the longest running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Smart Gilas Filipinas podcast. Episode number 56, we are calling this the Lamar Woodley episode. But before that, Stancy at your service. Raf Cam is to my right. Rome ran right across me. You're, you're going to have to fill me in on Lamar Woodley. Lamar Woodley. Kaano ano si Shailene Woodley? Hey! Nice one. Hey. Lamar Woodley, linebacker for the Pittsburgh yeah, Steelers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Part of their heyday Super Bowl runs. The he last, was actually, one of the last remnants. Yeah, one of the last remnants apart from Big Ben and... Who's that guy? Who's the beard? The bearded guy? Which the bearded, bearded guy? The bearded li- defensive lineman. Which bearded defensive lineman? <laughs> the one who... The one who reminds me of Daniel Bryan, I forget. Anyway, but yeah, the Pittsburgh Steelers not doing so well nowadays, but Lamar Woodley still a solid linebacker, even in his advanced age at 30. All right. Um, we're recording this on April 16th. So that's a Thursday. And uh, today in the Philippines was basically when the 2014-15 NBA regular season ended. So playoff seedings, playoff matchups are official now. We know that OKC's not going to be in the playoffs. The Sadly. Pelicans will be. So uh, Anthony Davis makes a debut. We also know that over in the East, neither Indiana nor Miami are going to be in the playoffs. It's Brooklyn at number eight. <laughs> so Jandrick Lim is very happy tonight. Yeah, our friend Jandrick Lim is going to be very happy for the next week until Brooklyn gets eliminated by the Hawks. <laughs> uh, well, you know, the matchup's not so bad, though. And not really. I mean, come on, Brooklyn. Have you read Paul Pierce's interview on ESPN? No, not like, yet. That interview came out and he said that for a team with a lot of supposed alpha dogs, Brooklyn tends to just be too laid back to give a crap. Oh, well, That's essentially sad. what he said. So I don't think they're going to last very long. Uh, for a Bulls fan, bro, tell me about the Bucks bulls matchup and how, that, how, how you feel about that. I don't know. I don't know what to feel about it. Cause, hey, at, at the same time, it's Jason Kidd helming the Bucks. Yeah. So, I could say that it could be easy, but they got it's there. It's never easy. Yeah, it's never easy. I could. I, that's why I say. That's why I say it. I could say, but I, you know, as a Bulls fan who has been used to what first round, second round exits for the past few years, and has been let well, down by Derrick yeah, Rose yeah, every yeah, single exactly, time. Exactly. Exactly. And he's back. For those who haven't mm, seen, quote unquote, back. <laughs> Air quote back. So I'm keeping my expectations a bit. Hedged first. Interesting. You never know. It, like fuck, we got eliminated by the Nets last uh, year. No, two years ago. Two years, two years ago. ago. Yeah, in a game seven series that was yes. epic. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm excited for the Bucks. I mean, Giannis's first playoffs. Yep. Jason Kidd making the playoffs with second time. Yeah, for the second time. time. Yep. As a head coach, so that's that's interesting. Uh, the Celtics are in the playoffs. Holy Thank shit. God. Holy shit, we're in the playoffs. <laughs> the, the Rondo the Celtics. Yes. In the no, no, the Isaiah Thomas Celtics. Yeah. Is what we the are Jay now. The Jay Crowder Celtics. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, no, it has to be mentioned that it's not Rondo. 
Yeah, it's true. It's for true. those who don't know, yeah, uh, Brad Stevens, you know his his uh, uh, his playmaking wizardry on though? full display. I say it, Thomas. You know what? It's funny that uh, uh, it's funny lang. It's a fun fact about Brad Stevens. He's younger than Tim Duncan. Holy shit. He's 36 or 37 years old. So that's Brad Stevens for you. In the West, I know you're a Warriors fan. Yeah, um, man. How, how threatened are you by the brow? Ah, shit. The thing is... I don't think you should be I'm that not. Threatened. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, Anthony Davis, yes, you are a superstar. Unfortunately, Draymond Green, my pick for the Defensive Player of the Year, by the way, is going to lock him down. It's, it's, it's easy. It's easy for them. Past matchups have shown that there is a definite... Matchup problem there right. at at that position. However, end of the day, MVP vote of Steph Curry, he deserves it. He's gonna win it. He's gonna take it. I disagree. I think I I think you're a ninny for saying that because because you're Harden, you're you're James Harden, Mark. Yeah, no, James Harden deserves the MVP because he is the most valuable player. You take a look at the Rockets roster Harden has been working with. si James Harden don't putana. They're gonna stink. They're not even gonna make the playoffs. But then there's the counter argument of best player on best team, doing the best work of his career. Up to the Harden has been doing the best work of his career. So has Steph. But the thing is, Steph leads more statistical categories. Then James Harden. If, it, if we're talking about statistical categories, you definitely Russell Westbrook. No, but he's not. In he's this not conversation. in this conversation because he's not in the playoffs because he's sitting at home watching TV. Even with a scoring title, I apologize to all of the OKC fans, but I'm, I'm sorry. Not. I'm sorry, son. It's, no, it, it's been a bad year. But if this were like two years ago, we would all be heartbroken about how OKC isn't in the playoffs. But kinda, considering they, they everything were the, they that's were, happened, they were supposed to be the Heat kryptonite. Supposedly, right. no. But in recent years, I think this year alone, Durant and Westbrook are kind of turning heel. Yeah. Yes. If you've been noticing, the Westbrook really turned heel on the media this year. Durant has been angry all season long at everybody in sight. So you know, parang lumalabas yung pagkahil characteristics nila. And funny, I should mention this because today. Wait, 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 wait. Before we go to that, I have a question for you. How are you yes. not a Bucks fan? You're a Packers fan, but how I'm are you not a Packers fan? No, I appreciate. Aren't that you the... from Wisconsin? Isn't no, your bloodline? Is from... My dad is Isn't your bloodline from Wisconsin? <laughs> It's true. And the only thing is, I have tapered and pessimistic, op- you know, pessimistic thoughts about the box. I, Why however, would you have positive no, I, thoughts I about do, the however, box anyway? I do, however, did grow up a Jordan fan, which is why I make the exception for Chicago with the Bulls. On their fist bump. On their fist bump. Even if I hate the Bears. It's not, it's not a regional thing. I respect the heritage of the Bulls. And our friend, Owel Babasa. Oh. Olsen is going to be happy to see his <laughs> Bulls. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a geographical rivalry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. is a geographical thing. But not as much as Packers and Bears. Yeah. Speaking of Owen Labasa, our good friend Owen. He's kind of booked. Why? Uno. Yeah, that's right. Son. Oh, just unmasked, man. No, it wasn't his fault. It wasn't his intention. He had to blame the writer. Right. Yeah, and it's his fault. Yeah, so guys, if you haven't picked up, if, you, if you haven't picked, if you don't know what we're talking about, pick up oh, your copy yo, yo. of Uno magazine, the 100th issue with Jasmine Curtis Smith on the cover. That's the one you're looking for. PWR is featured. 
in an I article have a, yeah. and in trading cards for the first time. Oh, oh, trading yeah. cards. So we had trading cards, I don't know. Uh, in a magazine. Oh, yeah, in a magazine. You cut them out and you know keep them for your own. Have them sign have at them the next Revolution show. Yeah, exactly. Right. We're so happy about that, of course. Uh, and we're telling you this because we are the SGP podcast and we are the home of Philippine Wrestling Revolution. Right. right. Uh, now, let, let's uh, backtrack a little bit and talk really quickly about this article on Grantland that came out. Shoemaker wrote a fucking basketball article that has wrestling overtones. Yeah. Uh, it's not the first time. It's not the first time he's done no, that. No, but, you know, for the playoffs. It's not the first time either. Yeah. He's done that before. Like, t- uh, three Aprils ago, he made an NBA WWE comparison article. So I, this time around... I don't remember that one, but anyway, let's, let's, go, let's go with This it. time around, he basically fantasy booked the NBA playoffs a la WWE. And it was, it was a whole lot of fun. According to him, when he tweeted me, he said it took him a couple of days to write it. And you read it in 10 minutes. It's a good read. It's a good read. Yeah, for I everyone know. who is a fan of basketball, and I know a lot of you guys out there read Shoemaker, listen to Shoemaker, it's a really good read. It makes you feel a little bad that he booked OKC to be in the, to be in the playoffs. But hey... E, it's a good read. It's a good read. And the Daniel Bryan comparison to my Golden State Warriors makes me very happy. Why? I mean, I, I don't know. I'm not going to get And you're going to have to do a little bit more convincing just to get me to agree. Why, though? Well, Why no, don't you get it? Why don't you get it? I mean, I, I, I would rather take your argument that Daniel Bryan equals Derrick Rose because of all the injuries. No, it's not It's not. It's a not a one-is-to-one. Yeah, it's, it's a team. It's a team representing a character. Team is when the you one. See, when you see Golden State right now, you see Daniel Bryan 2013 uh-huh. where you know he's still up and coming. You know that he's good. You know that he's supposed to be a world heavyweight champion at this point in his career. However, everything that's happened to him, all the circumstances that he's faced he has so much to go forward and i mean eventually he's gonna get it but you know that he's not there yet and even if even if golden state makes west finals up against the san antonio spurs as i predict yeah and they lose in like what seven games yeah i'll be fine with that i'll be perfectly fine with that as long as next year they destroy everyone because Really? Right now the Spurs no right now the Spurs are on a warpath to make this back to back happen. They yes they are. I'm and glad they you have, recognize that. And they have a very good chance of making it happen. The only thing is that Golden State is their only true threat in the West. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, yes, your Houston Rockets. Yeah. Your Houston Rockets are a pretty good team, but I just foresee it ending up that way. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if we, if the Rockets lost in round one against the Mavs, yeah. Yep, I, I will not be surprised. If it comes down it to the happen. Bulls, the, it's 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 going to come down to the Bulls versus Golden State or San Antonio. That's my call already. Seriously, wait, wait, I wouldn't even wait. go that far. Why? I wouldn't go that Dude, far. Dude, the Hawks or the Cavs are coming out of the East. Nope, it's the Bulls. Indeed, no. I would I would love that to happen, but I don't think it's going to happen. It's the Bulls. If no, if I were booking the WWE, uh, the, the, the WWE. NBA, yeah, in WWE form. I wouldn't even put the. I mean, the Bulls are my team, but I wouldn't put them in the finals. I would put the Cavs in the what finals. Heels, yeah. Yeah. You have heels in love, LeBron and Kyrie. You need heels. That's true. Smoke. That's true. Yeah, whoever goes up against against they're, them, they're like the weird underdog heel. <laughs> yeah. Who was the last? Who was the last serious underdog heel that we've seen? Miz. No, uh, not really. Yeah, Miz. Miz. Wait, Miz, Miz now? No, no Miz, Miz from twenty eleven. Ooh, yeah. Plucky champion. Plucky champion heel. Yeah. Speaking of the comparisons of 
from Daniel Bryan to Derek Rose, which yeah. which I think is more warranted again. Yeah, Daniel Bryan's injured again, or there are uh, there are reports coming out that he's undergoing neck pains to the point that the WWE has to have had to pull him out of as the a European precaution, tour. as a precaution, right? So it, not diagnosis na specific. Yeah, we don't. It's, have a, it's a rumored. Report. It's rumored that. Uh, his health is in, is getting worse again, which is, which is kind of expected. If you don't have surgery on the affected inner area, and yeah. he hasn't really changed his wrestling style. Oh, since he came I, back. I, I, that's what I said. I wanted him to go slow, but he doesn't want to do anything. He, he doesn't want to listen to the you on the podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you know what? This whole thing, I can sum it up as: there are prices to fame. Come on. <laughs> Come that's, on. That's, there are prices to fame. That's the, perfect, that's the perfect analogy, and let's leave it at that. Dude, that's a larger-than-life reference. I know. You didn't have to point it out. <laughs> you didn't have to. That's why. That's, I was like, how you that's ruined, how the you ruined the joke. <laughs> Damn it. Exactly. Damn it, Stan. <laughs> yeah, we're still not over the backstreet, boys. Hey, hey the, the concert's in like three weeks. Three weeks already? You still have my ticket, right? No, no, no. But, yeah, I know, yeah. To extend the metaphor. Come on. If there's anyone who enjoys the way Brian wrestles right now, all I'm going to say is, all you people, can't you see how your love for him is affecting his reality? <laughs> no, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's true. It's true. It's true. It's true. It's true. It's true. It is. It is. It is. It's a stroke of genius. No, I, I got to give it to you. It, it's genius. Holy shit. Slow clap. All right. Before we snap. So, so you gotta, we gotta, we gotta have him go slow again. Uh, maybe we should stop cheering everything he does until he goes slow. <laughs> Take what? it slow, so slow. Nee, nee, nee. I wasn't gonna go nee. there. Nee. Not even I was nee. gonna go there. Come on. All right, we got a packed show ahead of us. Episode number fifty-six. Uh, we've got guests, PWR fans, and filmmakers. Mick Vergara and King Palisok will join us. We're also gonna do our weekly review of the best and worst in wrestling. It's a quick spot in Bachelor's list for this week, and of course, our picks of the week. That's all gonna come up uh, very, very shortly. So right now, let's uh, remind you once again that in about a month's time. Two of the best Pinoy wrestlers will be competing for the first ever PWR championship. It'll be Bombay Suarez versus the Senorita Jake De Leon. PWR Revolution X happening May 23, 6 p.m. at the Makati Cinema Square. We want you to be there. We're going to be there. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. Tickets uh, at 250 pesos only. That's right. My Libre meet and greet pa right after the show. So you better make sure you stay right after that final bell rings. And we're going to be having an after party. Details to follow. But do know... You can party with your favorite PWR superstars at a, right after the show. And we're working on getting the beer inside the location so we can actually enjoy some good wrestling over cold beers. Well, not that we'll be drinking because, yeah. you know, we're we'll be working. working. Yeah. But you know, all of you... I don't know about Roe over here, but... Mm. And from the, sound, from, the sound, from the sound booth or something. Yeah. Something. Yeah. Something. Or maybe backstage. We don't know yet. But... The yeah. role will be working too, and, and so. there will be we'll try to you know we'll try to get the beer around yeah right uh, so well we we wish we had other fake sponsors actually I mean the PWR thing is actually real uh, it's a real plug because it's a real thing it's actually happening but we wish we had other fake sponsors to, to fool you with but not not this week so we're gonna head on straight to our spots and botches list this week so we can't do this without doing this at the same time. So we have to do this with formality. This is your list of the best and worst in wrestling this week. It's our recap and review of this week. We call this list Spots and Botches. Yes. Boss, By the way, boss, yeah. boss, boss. Shit, Ganda. 
No, no, no. Let's talk about this on here. Uh, I just got, before we delve into spots and botches, I just saw a prototype uh, design. No, I've seen it, yeah. I'm of the PWR the championship belt because you're not on your phone. Okay. Get on your phone. <laughs> and it's looking real good. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's concept art. It's yep. like a real good. Yeah, no, I'm 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 excited because I know I'm gonna be holding this at the start of you? Revolution X. I'm gonna be God, coming out to it. That's right. Can, I, can can you once you raise it up and do your whole promo? Can I touch it? No, no. Why? Because you have to be professional. Come on, man. I want to touch it, bro. You can do it backstage. Okay, cool. But in the ring, it'll be in my hands until the moment that either Bob oh, no, I, or I, JDL win it. I know. I can hand it to the referee after. No, just like no, Justin no, Roberts. No, 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 you're not no, gonna no, do that. No, I will. No. You sure you're gonna you're gonna have the whole ceremony? Yes. Okay. Cool. All right. Now you know. Spots and matches. <laughs> All right. Let's start off with Hideo Itami and his video package from last week's NXT, where they basically showed his entire road to WrestleMania. The thing is, with with these promo videos, and considering that last last week was the WrestleMania access show, that basically what three weeks three weeks delayed. Three weeks delayed, and then they have they show it. We already knew the results. We already knew that Itami made the Andre the Giant battle right, the armbar. Yeah, the armbar. Yep. And he he didn't win. He actually didn't perform very well. But the build up that this that this show showed was just so good. Like I. I was in tears midway through because you see that Hideo Itami, the man formerly known as Kenta, left so much behind in Japan. He left his family, his wife, and two kids. And they, they weren't with him to see his initial success in NXT. And to finally see you know, his dad, first and foremost, hit the fucking GTS. And second of all, be at WrestleMania. It's such a moment for him and it you know it made me happy that you know as an aspiring wrestler that maybe someday some one of our boys can make it like that and you know have a Hulk Hogan moment too but it just it makes me happy to see something like that and to see a guy mo- there is no more deserving a guy from NXT than Hideo Itami to make this kind of a debut at WrestleMania all right um, no, I, I've seen I've seen the package. I think that you know the video package could have been more timely. Like if it was like if it was you, like a week earlier, right? If if like they they put it out like the Friday before Mania, then yes, it would have been perfect. But the fact that it's delayed, it just it completes it makes it full circle. Yeah, but in timing, again, a uh, minor gripe. I wish it, it had come out earlier, but you know, I'm I'm, I'm pretty okay with it. So yeah, let's uh, give it a spot on the list. Uh, sticking with NXT, last week's NXT, the April nine episode was actually pretty solid as a whole. Like uh, wrestling wise, the matches we had. Yeah, I, I just wish they didn't waste an entire episode on a recap of what happened in Access. Because we've been seeing those videos for a yeah, while. Yeah, but I'm it's what two weeks after WrestleMania. Yeah. So it's again, a little late. delayed, kinda. right? I, I, I felt like it was, I don't know, a way to cool off NXT's momentum. Mm. But yeah, the the momentum that they've been having is ridiculous right now. It's good yeah, show after now, good show. Now it's stopped because of what WrestleMania and everything that happened after. Yeah, but I'd like to think that they're uh, they're working towards that again. They're trying to build uh, build a head of steam again. Um, I, I watched like half of this week's NXT before you guys came in. Okay. So far, I, I liked what I, uh, I I like what I've been seeing. I was like midway through the Enzo Cass match against Shoot Nation, so that was, mm. that's kind of fun. Uh, it wasn't really a squash match, so again, uh, I, I've yet to finish it. So I'll give my full thoughts probably next week. Next week. 
Right. Uh, next item on the list, Eric Rowan had a vignette come out, and they basically recycled something from when he redebuted as an individual mm. back in October or November. Yeah. I think that's a botch. Because um, did, did any of them forget who Eric Rowan was? Were the fans supposed to have forgotten who Rowan was when we all remember that he was in that whole authority storyline? Right? Um, it's still fresh. It was weird. No, it was, no, it was weird. It I, was, I found it off. It was weird because it's, it's been such a long time since that we didn't need to know. We, we didn't, didn't need, need to see, to see it. it. Or they, if they were if they were going to do something, they could have done something new. No, they could have. No, they could have had uh, Rowan cut a promo. Right, or actually was they would have had Wyatt destroy uh, Rowan like what they did, and then have Wyatt take Rowan back in. To show him that, see what you're doing on your own is not working. Come back with me, and let's show you how it's done. That, that, that could have been, either. yeah, it could have happened. But fantasy booking aside, well, nothing we can do about it. Right, right. Um, other things that happened on Raw this week. Uh, this, oh, this one deserves a spot. Barrett versus Cena. It was a fun match. It was a fun match, but I have to give credit where credit is due. That London audience was so behind. Barrett. Obviously. No, not, ju- not, not just obviously. It's it's like you have guy you have English wrestlers come out like Paige. Paige got a good pop, but Barrett's pop ridiculous, man. They were already chanting thank you, Barrett, before he even said a single word. You know why? Yeah. If he was facing any other wrestler, he probably wouldn't have he probably wouldn't have uh, had that big of a pop. And it's because the London audience was pretty smarky. Oh yeah, I'll give them that. I'll give them that. But the match itself, very solid match. Yeah, very no, no, no. I won't take anything away from that. I think let's just bounce off something that I think Roe brought this up last week. Now, uh, John Cena needs to learn how to preserve other people's finishers That's by true. not calling for them in in the middle of the fucking match. So yeah, it it's, it just really hurts the quality of of the of the wrestlers' finishers. Um, I've I've mentioned how this is a problem last week, and well, at least. At least you know, uh, Barrett was able to kick out of Cena's finisher. Yeah, yeah. At least there was that. Right, right. But you do not kick out of the bullhammer. You shouldn't. I think Cena's the first it, guy to kick out of it. Yeah, it, it was, Cena's it like is, the first guy to kick out out of what Stardust finisher, Dean Ambrose's finisher. Sure, yeah. It's it just goes to show that you know that it was actually the bullhammer is actually a very well protected finisher up until this episode. A lot of those finishers were well protected. So are they doing the well-protected finisher breakdown for everyone? So Yeah. So Cena can, Cena can win? Yeah, win? pretty God much. God damn it. Yeah, Cesaro's next. Remember, nobody's kicked out of the neutralizer just yet. Like oh, It's like, like that's what, been a, three years? Three years, three years yeah. Since Cesaro debuted with, with that finisher. Nobody's kicked out of the neutralizer. Right, right. How about in handicap match? Randy Orton versus the Tag Team ah! Champions. So uh, terrible. Sad, sad, So sad, fucking sad, terrible. I was so, okay with it at the outset. Yeah, because when you build the tag team champions as bullies who will, ta- uh, who you know, who will tag team against one guy, parang it builds them as credible villains, talaga. Ideally, especially in a situation where that one guy jobs to the tag team, because it gives them heat, the exactly. tag team niyo eh. Exactly, and then you see Randy Orton beat them single-handedly, and with with very little effort at that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, without, yeah, without even you know, without even you know, busting with, out an RKO. No, without, no, not even busting out an RKO. Without even, without even feeling stressed by it all. Yeah, it's like he, the the way that he conveyed the match was so nonchalant. There was no drama. There was no drama. There was no build up. It was just, haha, I win. 
It, it's basically so, so but, but I am a tag team division. Exactly. If one guy can beat can, the champions, yeah. if one main eventer can beat a tag team champion, and just it's not just because it's Randy Orton, and even if it was, Randy Orton and Cesaro technically should be physically at par with each other, and then you add Kid into the mix, and it's just like, oh come on, man, it doesn't make sense. I, I yeah, it, it must have been a wasted opportunity. But you know, I, I don't get it. Like, bakit di nila naiisip na if if you book Orton to win against Cesaro and Kid, you effectively shit on your tag team champions and the whole division and, and the division as a whole. All right, uh, next item on the list. Let's talk about Naomi and let's give her a chance because she turned heel, and I like I liked her motivations, especially when she had that promo with Renee. The backstage or, or, promo. No, sorry, no it was Saxton. Saxton. With Saxton, yeah. Sinabi niya na kabatch si AJ sa NXT. AJ had a three-year run, a multiple-time Divas champion, and then she gets to retire and be called one of the greatest Divas He's like ever. Like a legend, right? And like then, I was calling her out last week, right? And then Naomi is still around three years later, and she's uh, she hasn't gotten. Any further than where she was. Here's the thing. Uh, okay, she makes sense, but we don't need another heel diva. And I mean, actually, that is true. But um, like, why Nadi's a heel? Yeah, I mean, like, why couldn't? Why couldn't they why, have played her as a good guy? No, no, no. Why couldn't have any of the other heel divas did done this, and you know, use the same reasoning? Which is true because. It is true that AJ has held down the division for so long. Like, but sure, it's shocking, but at the same time, you compromise the the balance of the Divas division. Because now, the only face Diva, I think, is Paige. 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 Um, How about Eva Marie? Doesn't what count. What about her? <laughs> you want to well, phone a friend? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she's there, but... I mean, if this is your if this is your total diva spot, just to mention her. Yeah, actually, total diva season finale <laughs> happening next <laughs> week. Uh, every Wednesday, back to back, 10 p.m. Oh, no, no, no. no, we have to announce this because they are giving away a gift pack for next week, which consists of t-shirts, a Bella's t-shirt or a Natty t-shirt. There's a Natty mug in there, okay. and the Divas Championship belt. Ooh, a replica? Yes, a replica belt. It's, is it it's the toy replica? The yeah, it's a, it's a toy replica. Okay, fuck. <laughs> I, I've seen right, that. Still, 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 it's, a, it's, it's the butterfly belt, guys. Yeah. If you guys want a butterfly belt... For your girl. Or for yourselves, yeah. if that's your thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you love the Divas, you want to represent uh, your girl. If yeah. you want to give them a chance... Yeah, then uh, uh, go watch the season finale and just find out how you can how you can win. Um, they're gonna be posting details on social media. Yeah, watch out for that. Right. Uh, yeah, going back. Yeah, Paige lang atay, but she is the only face diva in the division right now. Um, I'm not sure if Summer Rae should be counted. Summer Rae, well, count. doesn't count because Summer Rae's weird. Yeah, she still hasn't recovered from. From her shooting thing, she, she hasn't. Has. She has, no, she hasn't been on TV. Yes, as she, much. Has. she has. What the hell are not you talking much, about? Not as much as before. Not as huh? much as she was with Fandango. No, it's what, the same what are you thing. talking about? Getting see mileage. Is she? Yes. Really? Yes. You're gonna know they. No, no. I watched. I watched. So you didn't watch Damien lip lock with her. I did watch that. Oh, oh. You didn't see Miss TV not... on SmackDown. She was on Miss TV. Yeah. yeah. I didn't watch SmackDown. That, that's where Damien and Summer Rae lip lock. Oh, no. I saw. No, I saw the highlight video on Bleacher Report. I saw the highlight thing on Bleacher Report. (laughs) I don't watch SmackDown. Excuses. (laughs) I don't watch SmackDown, and I knew what happened. I watch SmackDown. You have to count our fantasy points. That's why you know. Exactly. (laughs) All right, moving on. Um, The finger poke of doom was supposed to have taken place on Raw with uh, the Kane-Seth Rollins storyline. It was very compelling. 
Um, I, I think we've mentioned this on the podcast last week that Kane is headed for a face turn, and as of now, it's a good thing. Oh, if if you were looking for a sign that Kane was turning face, this is it. What I don't understand is people. Some people label it as confusing storytelling, but it's, it's not. It's as simple as it can get. If you, if all of this is making you start caring for Kane, then they're doing then their jobs right. It's not to me. I don't think it's them not knowing where they're going with Kane. I think they know what they're doing with him. Yeah, and it's I, pretty damn clear. And I think it's logical that if you have a group of type A personalities right. and one of them is succeeding, the ch- uh, chances are when one gloats, someone's bound to feel inferior. Right. And when you have someone who's feeling the brunt of the, you know, the gloating, that person's going to want to give you the, your comeuppance. Right. And that's basically what's happening with Kane and the rest of the authority. Because Kane has become their laughing, uh, their, their laughing stock, their punching bag. I think those who don't think it's anything... Just refuse to accept the idea that he's breaking away. No, 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 not just that. That this is actually some simple storytelling about involving Kane, right? Because you know, Kane We're used is to seeing Kane as a uh, demon, yeah, Kane. yeah, or as a background prop for the authority. Yeah, and now he's getting all these stories. And this, uh, I thought just one quick question I threw out uh, when I was watching Raw: like, when did Kane ever give a shit about constructs like a job and a career? He's in not the a demon anymore. He has he has business propositions to work out. I know it's, it's kind of it, it's funny. I mean, I know the it's, answer it, to my question, but it's just funny when you really when you realize uh, when you think about it. Now, you know, Demon Kane and Corporate Kane are two separate and different identities and personas. It's just so latently explained. That's yeah, the yeah. only thing. Na ibatalaga sila, de ba? So there. Um, last item. On the list before we wrap this baby up, if it, uh, I don't know if you've noticed this, but the theme song of Extreme Rules is Irresistible by Fallout Boy, which is a good song on its own, but at the end of the day, it's a Fallout Boy love song. And it's not meant for Extreme Rules. They could have gone any direction, anyone else, any other Fallout Boy song from that new album. It's just not this one. Did you like the WrestleMania theme song? No. There you go. But I like GDFR for Fastlane. Yeah, GDFR was good. Was that a Kid Ink song? No, 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 no. It's song. It's it's the. It's this one. Oh, yeah. See, that, that was that, an okay, that's, that's an okay song. It's okay. I mean, like, Irresistible, not okay. Not okay. No, but, uh, because Irresistible kind of sounds like this for people who don't know. The song wasn't a perfect fit for fasting either. Yeah, but it was okay. Like, it was tolerable. It wasn't like mushy. Yeah, it was supposed borderline mushy. Eh? Eh, okay. It, it's nitpicking. It's nitpicking. Yeah. I mean, WWE selection is. emphasizing the love between Lana and Russo. Maybe it's extreme. <laughs> or they should start using Creed songs again, bro. Really? Why? Creed Why? is dead. No. Creed? Scott Stapp is. Bankrupt. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's like crazy is it, delusional. Is it Scott Sapp homeless now? Yeah, yes, yeah, he is. No, he is. Or in sacrifice. All right, that brings us to our uh, to the end of our list of the best and the worst in wrestling this week. 
This has been Spots and Batches. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, uh, we're going to be having Mick Vergara and King Palisok for our interview this week on the Lamar Woodley episode of the SGP Podcast. I'm so excited. All right, we're so excited to continue on with the Lamar Woodley episode of the SGP Podcast. It's episode 56, in case you didn't catch on. Our guests for this week are two of PWR's biggest fans. They are also part of the entertainment industry. They're Specifically, they're part of the film industry. You may know them from projects like Ang Mascot and Bang Bang Alley. They are directors. And last I heard, they're looking into doing a little bit of a project for PWR. We'll talk more about that as we go on. Please welcome to the SGP Podcast. Podcast, Mick Vergara and King Palisok. What's up? Hey guys. Please distinctly identify yourselves on the podcast so that people know what you sound like. Hello, I'm King. Louder, louder, louder. Hello, I'm King. I'm Mick. And hey guys. All right. Uh, yeah, welcome to the podcast. It may just make one thing learning curve time because like, I don't think we've had like a multi-man setup like this in quite a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been a while. But sharing one mic. All right, so let's start off with asking you guys about uh, the PWR experience because I think uh, I first heard about you guys from from the shows that we've had. So, which show did you guys attend first, and what was your impression coming into Makati Cinema Square for a PWR event? Uh, I think uh, it was the December show. December. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the Veneta, yeah. So I think uh, see Raf here posted the poster on uh, yes. Facebook, and then I actually thought he was one of the wrestlers. So everyone was, does. Not, yet. not yet, not yet, not yet. <laughs> so yeah, so it was. Uh, I saw it on Facebook, and then I invited Mick over, um, and then that was it. When we like, I think the fact that. It was held in Makati Square. Yeah, that's like, sold na kami. Yeah, <laughs> like oh. behind this huge black curtain, like, wow, oh. this is really some underground shit. Oh, right. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> thinks that now. It's so gangster. Oh, right. <laughs> I think Anne said the same thing. Something how, uh, something she about was how expecting like, a fight know. club. Like, I think it was all our first times, Mayan Kings. Ah, yeah, see, Anne didn't first time. And also Corks uh, and, uh, and, and Tracy. We, I think we all watched the show. Like, we just texted it. Like, uh, King for that like I've, I've liked your page oh yes thank you like a long time ago and I thought it was just like a like a role playing thing <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, like no, a, thank you thank you for your honesty yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah no, I, I really thought it was like, like, like it's role playing like, wow, in a way it is <laughs> in a way yeah well all right but <laughs> yeah. I, I really thought like cause uh, I used to do the the, the the wrestling role plays back in the day right like, online 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 right. okay, you join a fed and then you role play as a wrestler I thought it was that it's like wow they're really like the production values of the wazoo it wasn't until <laughs> King uh, like texted me like hey you wanna go to like it's real like they're actually gonna <laughs> it's wrestle it's happening it's happening like <laughs> sign me up King all right, so so coming in, you had these expectations. You had no idea if uh, you know people were just role playing or if it was real play fighting or whatever. Um, what what did you notice first from the moment you stepped through that black curtain? Uh, <laughs> this is it, Mick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, like, this is it. Like it's like it, it really didn't match up to like our like expectations. It's like. I mean, once you step into Mahadi Cinema Square, there's a there's a sort it's a of weird there's vibe, a vibe, there's a vibe already. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, this is gonna be like a rough and tumble side of you know backyard thing that you know, which is always good because you know uh, that that's where all the real shit happens anyway. Right. Um, any favorite wrestlers that have jumped out at you, like for, you know, from uh, the outset? Yeah, that first show. 
was the first? Um, well, my instant favorite was. Uh, um, yeah, you can describe it. Uh, describe it. Yeah, we'll help you out. We'll help you out. The, 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 Dude with the yellow shirt. Uh, JD. JD. Dude with the yellow shirt. I think I actually have a photo. But <laughs> 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 an obvious fan. <laughs> but yeah, he was really good. As in the fact that, you know, he went up to each and every yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, thanks for coming out to the show. Thanks. Oh, wow. And that's genuine. Huh? Like, yeah. JDL yeah. really yeah. likes people no, no, coming you out. I feel like he genuinely loves what he's doing. Oh, grab like, and, and, and he's good. I mean, oh, yeah. I mean, he's a, he's a great face. And I, I think also... Brian Leo of course, of course. Of course. Like, you, number one heel yeah you, you need a great villain for like that jeepney line fucking killed <laughs> the jeepney driver thing yeah. it's like we were in stitches did you think that the thing with the mom was real though oh like, yeah oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was I actually found out I think I found out on Quark's episode yeah that it was real like, yeah, yeah, it, was yeah, real. yeah. It, was, it was it was yeah, yeah. it was uh, Chris Panzer's mom or Mama Panzer <laughs> Mama Panzer as we like to call her what, was is she, she coming back? Uh, um, well, no, she was she was at the last show she was she was she was she was she was I think she's always at the show no she was at Vendetta but it happened at Terminus. This was Terminus, yeah. yeah, that yeah, yeah. But that was her first. That was her I first. Believe, yeah. I believe that was her first time to see her son wrestle. Right. Hey, and it's always it's always an experience about like when you're a parent, you watch your kid wrestle. It, it can go both ways. So we, like we saw that with Mark Di Manalo when his dad was over there, and yeah, with, with Mama Panzer. Real dad. Yeah, his real dad. dad. <laughs> he brought him up on. Oh. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 he went. He went out to hug him after he won. Oh, okay. Cool. okay. The first time. Oh yeah, he also stood out. Mark yeah. Di Manalo. How about your matches? Like, are there any matches from either the December show or the February show that you know that stood out? Oh, definitely the Feb show, uh, the that that killer jump really. Oh yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Like and level up, yeah. level up. Yeah. <laughs> I must say, actually, is, yeah. When I first saw the venue, it was really. Dude, are they really gonna use that balcony over yeah. there? <laughs> <laughs> it was, I really felt it was like a, it's a matter of time. The balcony was a Chekhov's gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, exactly. <laughs> it was. It was that, and talagang buis buhay. Yung like you know he he, he it, 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 who who jumped it. Mayhem, mayhem Brannigan. Brannigan. Yeah, Mayhem Brannigan. Like he, he like he broke character and like you know didn't oh, like, sign like, the cross. <laughs> <laughs> he looked to the sky, oh, knowing like it, this could be the last time I see this person. <laughs> 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 Wait, are you guys Adenista? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yes. Interesting. Interesting. Like, can we say this on air? The room about to... See, uh, see no, now the now. room, now the balance in the room is so much better now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, because these <laughs> these two guys give me shit for being from Atene because they're both from UP. <laughs> no, but like I say, we didn't also in a way I kind of understand the whole AMDG, yeah, you know, yeah, the whole at looks things. I, I I get that. Right, so um, so you've got you've got an established uh, fandom, so to speak, of PWR. But I want to talk about your wrestling fandom now. Like, where did this begin, and who was the first wrestler that caught your eye? So any, anyone can start. Yeah. Uh, I think it was uh, uh, it was because they used to do wrestling on IBC. Yeah, yes. right. thirteen. Like it was uh, in. They did. I think that was my first sort of exposure to to the wrestling. But it would have to be Hulk Hogan. I mean, like he's a you know a touchstone for for a lot of wrestling fans. You know the charisma and everything. And he had that cartoon that 
Yeah, the Saturday yeah, morning I mean, cartoons. Like, I ate up like uh, Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling. Yes, exactly. Yeah, that uh, I ate that shit up, and you know, uh, I didn't seriously start watching wrestling until I knew it was available, like re- on the regular on IBC Thirteen. And me and my brother, um, my brother Jonty, we we would watch. Like we'd stay up late, and you know how that there's there's always that phase like you can't watch wrestling. Yes, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's too violent. So it's right? usually from the mom, deba. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you are forbidden from watching wrestling. <laughs> or it's and not like, real. It's not real. <laughs> or like you can't do these moves on your brother. <laughs> Which right? is true. But you know th- that was that was to my brother because he's, he's a lot. My younger brother's a lot bigger than me, and you know he can really do all, all the. So you were the victim. Yeah. <laughs> the like, the let's just say I was the more technical wrestler. <laughs> and he was just, you know... He was a power guy. He was a power guy, yeah, yeah. So what moves did he do on you? Or what moves did you guys do on each other? Like, you know, the usual sharpshooters. All the, all the stuff that, that that's easy to do that you could... Uh, um, Execute safely. Execute safely. Oh. And then safely. you know how you play on the bed. Like each corner of the bed is like a, a corner, and you yeah. jump off of it. Right, right, right. And then we would we would do stuff like you know you would play music. You would play the entrance music, and then you would come in into the room, and then you would wrestle. <laughs> and then we even had fucking. Uh, we even had a casket match wow, with wow. a fucking Monopoly box. <laughs> like, we could not get away with this shit in our house. So we would play at our friend's house. And right. we would use this Monopoly box to, like, you know, do the casket match. Yeah. And, and, this and is do, wild. Do all the other stuff. So, you know, I, I've got a, a pretty a pretty strong relationship to wrestling, even at an early age, like me and my brother. And, you know, ever since the IBC 13, I think it was the... It was the Survivor Series. It was Luger, mm-hmm. Undertaker, and the Steiner Brothers up against Yokozuna, and uh, who, else? who else is that? Uh, Ludwig Borga? Is that... Fact check! I think this is Survivor Series 92. Uh, yeah, 92. Uh... Like, this was the All-American team. Like, And, you know, it was like such a great, you know, I, I guess also influence. It's a very cinematic moment when <laughs> Undertaker uh, agreed to join... Team Lex, uh-huh. the Lex Express, and you know he he opened his coat and it was the sort of old style Confederate uh, United States flag, and you know that you took that as a sign that I am going to join the Survivor Series. You know what? The actual the only guy you missed was Quebecer Jacques. There you go, the Quebecers. <laughs> Yeah, so you had Yokozuna crush Ludwig Borga and Quebecer Jacques against Lex Luger, Taker, and the Steiner brothers. Yeah, yeah. That was an uh, epic, uh, and I think it was uh, the Tatanka IRS, you know, So that's what really got you started in. Yeah, yeah, because it came on the regular, so Uh you could watch every week. But there used to be, like, like when you were still too young to understand the concept of a channel. Yeah. Like, I didn't know where to tune in to, like, the old Coco Beware stuff, the old, you know, Hulk Hogan stuff. It was really when they started syndicating these things that I actually started watching on the regular all the way until college. How about, uh, how about uh, King? Let's talk about your fandom. Where did, where did this all begin and who was your favorite wrestler growing up? Well, ako naman kasi parang mas casual fan lang ako. So, but I... I of course, it, you know, I really grew up with uh, Hulk Hogan, you know, but I think it was more Bret Hart. Parang yun yata yung mas na-attach ako as a, as a kid growing up, um, watching wrestling. Um, <clears throat> but, but what, yung, the face talaga that really hooked me was 
post ano na post celebrate heart it was really uh, when the attitude phase oh, attitude yung mga, ano, oh, mga dx and yeah. uh yan um the golden age the, oh the golden <laughs> age yun talaga yung ano yun talaga yung nasundan ko ano um storylines yeah storylines yeah. oh so you guys are attitude era kids talaga like when you when you think yeah, about yeah, it yeah yeah I mean like when Pops. like when you're parang fully formed na yung ano then you can actually aside comprehend from, comprehend like oh. the youth, youthful enthusiasm and uh, parang until now parang malakas pa rin yung influence niya like I saw Re- uh, Wrestlemania recently mm-hmm. yeah. and you know, um, NWO pa NWO yeah. DX yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. DX Pero, talaga as in, ano, as in people really still chant over it yeah yeah and uh, we would record uh, like we would stay up because uh-huh. they didn't they didn't sort of normalize the airings of yes. of of the WCW and the WWF mm-hmm. at the time this was like around 95 96 you they still didn't have like a standardized schedule that you know that people was could delayed. follow yeah yeah no so we would really stay up on school nights and record VHS like we would wait for it <laughs> record and then go to sleep and then just watch, the watch it the next day nice and then you know we'd have like we we played all the games the, mm-hmm. the really excellent uh, video and, games yeah yeah no, so you had an N64 yeah of course <laughs> like any self-respecting wrestling fan would have an N64 because it had the best engine at the time so which was your favorite game like from the video games you actually got Obviously to play it was No Mercy yeah No Mercy and every every incarnation of that engine uh, was great uh-huh. and uh, as a consequence like me and my brother um, who 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 got me at the rap? Yeah. Uh, uh, when the, when they announced that the game engine for Def Jam Vendetta would be based on the No Mercy engine, we keep that shit. Oh, <laughs> Def Jam is it, co- it combines rap and wrestling. Like I'm there, man. Interesting. That was, that was the game with Ja Rule, right? That was the game with Ja Rule, with DMX. <laughs> yes. Uh, all the Def Jam. I love the Def Jam series. Man, like uh, Run DMC was the was the was the, uh, the announcer. The answer, yeah. It, it was it was off the charts. Are you guys still followers of the current product though? Like, do you get to watch wrestling today? Not so much. Like, yeah. I, no, just yeah. I like recent pinakalitas yung yeah, yeah. I just saw the when the uh, when the controversy started hit. That's when I started getting. Interested again with uh-huh. uh, Brian, Daniel Bryan, Daniel Bryan, and you know how how, how McMahon likes the big guys. And, yeah, you know that's why. Probably has a, like a new group now, like the Authority or the yeah. Authority. Yeah. That's why yeah. when when I heard that WrestleMania ended that way, I'm not going to spoil anything if you guys haven't. No, it's okay. no, it's fine. It's fine. It's yeah, fine. yeah, yeah. But yeah, well, like when 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 Brian didn't when you know within the cashed in that immediate. The briefcase. I was really happy because Aww, it was like a nice, agile young dude. Mm. In Seth Rollins, yeah, yeah. Which, winning yeah, the championship yeah. right then I and there. I think my interest sort of tapered off a little after college. Mm. You know, yeah. we started had to earn money. And like, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, you couldn't like, just watch all this That's stuff. True. So I let's, think I, I tried, I, I still tried um, watching it. All the way until around 2008. But when we moved houses, and then we had to, you know, wait for the cable to to be fixed. So, parang it, I think it was that time talaga na wala na yung, you know. So, let's talk <laughs> about that phase where, you know, you had to earn money or you had to actually establish yourselves and get a career. How did you guys get started as as filmmakers? Because, um, I don't... I, 
I, I, I had filmmaker friends in college, and then like when I would hang hang out with them, parang okay, you know, I have this this image of them. Pero once you leave college, once you leave that environment where you're sheltered, how do you how do you even start in an industry where it seems more cutthroat than the corporate world? Um, and I say this because, <laughs> like, in the corporate world, there's always a ladder you can latch yourself onto. Whereas right. in the film industry, you're more or less on your own from the minute that you graduate from college. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I'll, 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 okay. Yeah, well, I think we, well, it was really more uh, after when we graduated, it was really more, you know, trying to figure out what to do, what exactly to do, like, in the prod business. Prod, uh, so, uh, like, in our case, we actually started, you know, uh, doing production work by starting up with music videos. Mm-hmm. Um, so at the time, it was really more a matter of you know finding ways to build your portfolio. Yeah. So it was really um, <clears throat> take on projects for very little money. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, we we lit, sometimes we at uh, at the early stage we really had to you know. Um, email all these bands in the mga Yahoo mailing lists and you know, and ask if they needed a music video ganyan. so and then it was um, I, I think that's how we started it was really yeah I'm actually surprised that we're still here <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and a lot of a lot of our good friends are from the music industry because of the bonds you you sort of like hey we really like your song uh, we don't got a lot of money, but we really want to do this video for you, and then you sort of form like a nice bond with these artists. And uh, King's done that, and he's won for what did you win for, King? Well, let's talk about that. Award-winning King Paliso. Yeah, from an award body that isn't existing anymore. <laughs> yeah, so uh, at the time, there uh, there used to be an award show called the Annual Awards. Uh-huh. Uh, so for the younger viewers. <laughs> for, for, uh, for those of you who don't know, Annual used to be on 107.5, which is now a Jeje station that we all hate very much. Win, Win Radio. Win. Yeah, so I hate it. <laughs> it brings me chills when I'm in a cabin. It's 107.5. Paren. Yeah, so... Yeah, so um, uh, that's I think at the time that was really the you know the award show. Of course, there were other um, award giving bodies, but you know at that time, nung ano namin, parang we really felt like damn, pagka oh, pagka ka lang sa NU Rock Awards, parang okay ka na. So, but yeah. So which one was this again? Please remind us. Uh, in 2008, we did a video for Pupil called Monoblock, and then. In 2010, we got an award for Tanya Markova for Disney. For Disney, yes. hey, I like that video. <laughs> so, so there um, with uh, with Odin, I believe. With uh, co-directed with Odin, yeah, who's now in Australia. Wait, he moved. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Odin. Hi, Odin Fernandez. If you're listening, Actually, I feel like he would have enjoyed. You know, he would have went. Yeah, yeah. Made. You know, there's a oh, lot of fuck. like after that first December show, we really spread the like guys. You gotta go to this thing. Yeah, actually, you know, these guys, mahilig magpush eh. No, we appreciate it. Like, yeah, yeah, we do. Yeah, I mean, I think Ange, uh, when Ange Pesumal was here, she was telling me that you guys were like telling them, nah, you guys gotta come over, you guys gotta see your show, you know. Like, yeah, definitely. The power of word of mouth, yun pa rin ang nagpapavaya yeah, ng bagay. Yeah. And then that's how, how, you know, you see the love for these things. I was right. actually so surprised when I went to the sec- the, yeah, the event. Yeah, there was after, an exponential uh, increase in like oh, everything. Oh, yeah, time's still, like we thought we could just stay where we, where we sat the last <laughs> yeah. time. Uh-huh. Yeah, so, whoa, yeah no. and we came in late, right? Yeah. You came in like... 
second match. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we yeah. didn't expect it either. I did, like, wow, out, I can't man. see. I got to stand. Were there seats, Baba, when you guys came? Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, there were On chairs. The side, there were chairs. <laughs> but, yeah. No yeah. space. But who cares? <laughs> and yeah, people were standing on the chairs. Yeah. They yeah. yeah. serve beer at these things. Yeah, yeah. We're, yeah. we're, we're, we're working on that. <laughs> we're seriously yes. working on that. Right, so so uh, let's talk about your big breaks because I think everybody in the film industry, whether you are on cam or off cam, there's always that big break, something that tells you that you've made it. So, what was your big break, and how did it feel like? Uh, how did it feel like when you actually got to that point? So we can have Mick go first. Uh, well, I'm still waiting for that. Actually, honesty. <laughs> no, no, I'm still waiting for that. But I am lucky to have a lot of projects that I'm proud of. Uh-huh. That you know, uh, that I've gotten off the ground, which is actually a, a, a big thing for a filmmaker. Like you have this project you really want to do, and you want to get it off the ground. Yeah. Uh, whether that takes you somewhere, that's a whole thing story. But you know, your 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 bottom line, uh, at least off the bat, is to get something off the ground. Right. And for me, that was mascot, and in no small part to Chris Costello. Like he was a driving force. Of a mascot, um, and we we sort of produced it ourselves, and we you know we the stars aligned for that project, and we we got it uh, we got it off the ground, uh, and that's a, a huge part thanks to Chris. Like I I just nonchalantly gave him like, hey man, there's this great comic, yeah, and I think it'll make a great short film, and like we should talk about it sometime, and then it. You know, it, it, it sort of lost momentum. And then three years later, he was like, you know, let's do this this year. Or we're never going to do this. And I'm like, and I realized like, yeah, Chris is right. We had to do this because if not, so it's that. And then, you know, being a part of a lot of other projects, I think, is uh, is a highlight for me. Mm-hmm. Like being part of uh, a show we did, me and King together, that uh, that Cork got us all together for, uh, which is Rakista. Very short-lived uh, community-esque show, even before Community came out. Like I will, exactly. I will defend that to death. Uh-huh. Uh, and you know, being part of like bigger productions, helping, helping friends. I mean, those have their own rewards, and uh-huh. I and I think uh, I'm, I'm very lucky to have all those opportunities. I think it's uh, uh, like a just a trivia that. You know, me and Mick were actually classmates under Quark's class. One of your guests. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so we were uh, we were his students. Um, Once upon a time. Yeah. He's partly responsible for where we are now. Um, so yeah, see, actually, Quark uh, gave us a lot of um, breaks, yeah. yeah breaks opportunities. Um, uh, he and, would um, you know drag us to his shoots and um, you yeah, know be part of his projects. team. So yeah, it was really you know. So we really owe a lot to to yeah to court. Yeah. So and uh, direct Marilu, also of course yeah. So, Marilu Diaz Abaya. Yeah. yeah, late great. Marilu. Well, the the thing with uh, the thing with um, film, there's actually no film course in Ateneo. So right. there's only AB. There's com. only AB communications, which yeah. is like a generalized you know version of uh, mass com or mm-hmm. yes. com arts. Yeah. Um, so it was really. Uh, not like in UP na talaga right, may specific right. na course mm-hmm. na, so uh, it was um, me, Mick and a couple of other you know uh, 
students or com students who were really into prod um, we really started bonding and um, that's how that's how we you know <laughs> that's yeah, how that's, prod madness happened that's how prod madness happened which is like our informal group of um, friends and friends and colleagues um some of which have, you know, won M- uh, MMFF awards uh, <laughs> for, uh, for directing best. English only, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, I guess. Uh, yeah, and uh, we all, like, uh, the, the good thing about the industry uh, being small and, you know, uh, you get a lot of support mm-hmm. all around, like, from your, from, like, uh, as King mentioned, from our, from our batchmates and from, from different classmates and also from, like, the upper batches who, who, like like Sina Quark and of course Marie Hamora, Marie Hamora. and uh, Ramon De Vera and everyone in Quark's batch, uh, Chris Chris Costello, drink a lot. All 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 these all these great people who you know sort of helped out. To everyone, yeah, everyone help, helped out everyone at you know one time or another. Now, um, I'm sure that. Um, a huge part of being in the film industry is learning how to tell a story. So, likewise, we also like to uh, explain. Now, when someone asks us, like, why do you watch wrestling? It's all about telling a story. Sure. Right? So, like, that, that's that's <laughs> yeah, basically yeah. how we ground it for, you know, for the non-fans. <laughs> so let me ask, like, when you tell a story, are there bits and pieces from the stories you've watched in wrestling growing up that have permeated its way into, you know, the content that you produce? Now. <laughs> yeah, right now. Like, has there ever or, been... Or, yeah, so far. Yeah. Or any traces, any influences? Maybe not necessarily yung conflict in wrestling mismo, pero yung tipong oh, this guy's gonna turn on this uh, on his best friend, ganyan, ganyan, and it's you know, well, something you probably it, it, seen you know, before. The, the sort of soap opera nature of wrestling, I think that's a big sort of uh, influence on like how you structure like you know backstabby plots and stuff. I mean, it, it really teaches you about structure. I wouldn't say there's like a direct one-to-one like you know I'm gonna write the story that's exactly like when. The NW turned on yeah, <laughs> Savage right. or something yeah. like that, but I will say that there's a lot of stylistic influences mm-hmm. uh, from wrestling, specifically Japanese wrestling. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, do tell us about this. Uh, well, Japanese wrestling in the sense that you know, because uh, because I I love sports movies to death, uh-huh. yes. but I hate sports. <laughs> <laughs> that, that sports is my, does, maybe sports hates you. Yeah, or like I don't know. It's like math. <laughs> um, but like real sports I can't watch it for because there's no story like, okay I can't I can't I can't like latch exactly. on because there's not a, there's no narrative right there's no like clear narrative that's happening like regardless if you tell me like oh but it's happening behind, behind the scenes if you listen to the like I can't latch on to that but yeah. with wrestling I could because there's a clear story sure uh, and then, then the stylistic influence of wrestling from ring entrances mm-hmm. to to moves and you know you know wrestling's really big in Japan so yes. it, it's it's how it's it's made its way into like you see a guy do a DDT or like uh, or a body slam and like you know these random moments in movies that you you don't see and then they do a body slam or a and kind of like The Rock and Fury 7 sure. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Fury 7 and like you know the, it, it creeps in, in that regard like you know there's always a shout out to wrestling somehow or or even in, in, in other formats like like wrestling or wrestling like comics mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot of in you know hardcore wrestling influence comics out there well Spider-Man to begin with the whole origin oh, story oh yeah 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 no that's mm. Lay up for you. 
<laughs> Lay up for you, Spider-Man fan. No, 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 no. It, it's it's great. Like uh, if 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 you were gonna break down Spider-Man, you'd be a lucha libre. Hmm. You know, like a flashy sort of, and yes, that it roots in that. And then there's there's this great Hellboy comic where he he teams up with what is essentially Los Santos, uh-huh. uh, the Mexican the, god, the, the, the Mexican, Mexican god deity of wrestling. Of wrestling oh. You know, and takes down these werewolves like that. You know, stuff like that is a great premise for a movie. I mean, you you have all these great wrestling movies like Ready to Rumble. And- <laughs> Uh, you know it has been attempted but then you know the closest thing you got was the the wrestler Mm -hmm. Mm. which is is, uh, very well produced uh, very well produced and you know alright so um, I've heard we've heard uh, and we said this at the top of the interview that there there is talk about a documentary about PWR mm-hmm. and um, I, I kind of want to spoil anything so I'll let you guys take the lead on this because I think it's a good it's time it's your idea well. yeah. yeah it's your idea um, it, it might be a, might as well be a good time to introduce it uh, I know a lot of the PWR boys they, they are listen listening, to the podcast yes. so you know I'm sure this will whet their appetites in one way or another and I think panties. I think it was really more a mixed idea um but, so maybe he can talk about it more but it was really I think that was part of the reason why I Invited him to go to um, to one of the events of the uh, in December, because um, he's he's you know he's been telling me about this project that he wanted to do, um, you know about Pinoy wrestling sure. in particular. Um, but yeah, maybe see Mick can yeah yeah. No. Uh, that's also another reason I'm thankful for King because he, like he, you know he gave me the heads up on this because. Uh, I've had this idea for a Pinoy wrestling documentary that I've always wanted to do ever since, and you know, ever, ever since even before the P- PWR got its its gears going, uh, I had a fascination with the old like where are they now sort of wrestlers, mm-hmm. uh, and I was talking to this about with King and you know uh, Phil D, like you know we should get these these guys back together for like you know get the band back together and like have them and all, but now with 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 this new venue. Uh, it made me rethink how we could, you know, sort of attack the documentary because maybe a lot of these old wrestlers aren't at the snuff anymore. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Iggy the Igorot might be back in his. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you don't know where these guys are. But, um, <laughs> he might be back up there in the terrace. But the plan is the plan is to follow a young Turk from PWR. Yeah. And to follow one of the old guard from the old RJTV29 wrestlers, follow them, uh, and you know, gain their thoughts on wrestling, the sport, the fans, everything, and you know, in the whole gamut of a docu, and then you know, have them meet at one of uh, PWR's events, yeah, and then you know, deal with that match, and then you know, the aftermath of that, like one night only, the old RJTV29 guard is coming back, you know. <laughs> Uh, for one night only. It's si like invasion storyline. Yeah, yeah. And then it's like they formed their own faction. It's like NWO and then, and, you know, they could spark this whole thing. But really, I just wanted to see like how a new guy who possibly grew up on that generation and one of the old guys, like why did he do it? I mean, like wrestling wasn't as big when these guys were wrestling. Right, that's true. Um, you know, they had to get their inspiration from somewhere. And I'm, and I'm really curious about that because if you watch all the yeah. old RJ TV 29 stuff, 
you see that they they do charities and like outreach stuff at orphanages. Oh, this you know. is the first time I've heard about that. No, no, look, that, that was part of the promos. Like you, you would see the Bacal boys and everyone. They were lifting all these small kids and like you know that really. It, I I would admit I fucking cried when I saw this. <laughs> it's like oh my god, this is so this is so great. Yeah, right. But you know you, you sort of want to see what happened to that. You know uh, who's taking care of them now? Who's yeah. you know who's who's uh, you know for for people who gave a lot of people so much joy back in the day, eating chickens and you know, <laughs> uh, you you, you kind of want to see what they have and like you know uh, again mentioning the wrestler, you want to see if, if if it's really like Randy the Ram where uh, you know they they really want to step in the ring because they do. I just want to ask though, have you actually found any of the old uh, Pinoy wrestlers? Um, we touched base with one of them, uh, but I'm not sure if he still works there. I think the youngest of them, I'm, I'm not sure who that is. It's hard to tell with all the masks and the right, colors. Right, right. But uh, the last I heard, the, the youngest of them, I don't even know who. This is This is how long it's been. Um, <laughs> it was working in a national bookstore in Cabao. Uh-huh. Uh, and I think they got a hold of him through there was a Philippine wrestling fan page on right. Facebook yeah. for the old and I think that's where we got his number so you haven't really touched base with, I haven't with touched this guy base, since so I guess I'm calling out on the on the, the fans of the podcast and the yeah, BWR yeah. if you yeah. guys have any idea where the old guard is you know get in touch with these guys and you know let's make that dream match happen <laughs> yeah, where can they follow where can our listeners follow you guys on Twitter just in case there's a lead nah, you know they'd want to share King. Uh, you can follow me at King Palisok that's K-N-G-P-A-L-I-S-O-C uh, yeah you can uh, follow me on Twitter on Facebook Mick Vergara M-I-H-K V-R-G-A-R-A Yes. Yes. So, yeah. all right. This documentary, I'm sure it's, uh, I'm sure it's about to get the community excited. Because the uh, um, not much is said anymore about the old guard, like like you said about. Yeah, yeah. It's been what two decades, three decades since uh, they were on more. TV. Yeah, yeah. yeah, when they when people see PWR, that's what they think of for some reason. They think of um, the Pinoy wrestling. Yeah, no, yeah, I actually yeah. was hopeful when actually, when, oh. when King said like, "Wow, maybe these guys know what happened to the old people." <laughs> So I, I guess we're all sort of asking that question. Yes. Like, where but are we they don't, now? We don't know either. So, yeah, yeah. so we'd where love to know. Yeah. yeah, like Lahataya, we're all in that, in that same spot. Uh, moving forward, though, what are the other projects that you guys have sunk your teeth into and what other projects can we look forward to from you guys? Okay. Um, well, right now, I'm in the process of finishing a film. Full length? Um, a full length film. Wow. I actually, yeah, uh, I actually can't tell yet the title but we have a project title called The Wolf Tattoo Ooh. so maybe if you check out our um, my Twitter account or on Facebook you'll see like some uh, BTS photos but um, but yeah basically it's a it's a crime drama uh, film that we're uh, trying to do um, and I'm not sure yet when it's coming out but Soon, oh, hopefully soon. soon. Yeah. So I mean, I can't, you know, uh, divulge like information yet. So no teasers, like who's in the like any. Uh, <laughs> which actors? Basta gawa po. Basta basta meron po kami ginagawa. Matiwala, tiwala na lang po guys. Konti pa. Right for for Mick, any upcoming projects that? Oh, you know, this docu definitely. <laughs> <laughs> like, hit us up, guys. Let's make this happen. Yeah, yeah. Oh, do it. PWR boys, you know where to where to yeah, find yeah. them. All right, uh, and of course, uh, the biggest question: um, Will we be seeing you on May twenty three at Revolution X? That is the question. 
are you? Of course oh, we are. Of course. <laughs> of course. course. Yeah. Yeah. No, we should. No, we just wanted to build attention. <laughs> <laughs> you, you will see us there. Like, unless, and you'll like, probably see, <laughs> and you'll probably see more of our friends. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You so and we'll see. So. And tell beer already, guys. Yeah. 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 yeah, we'll work on we're, that. We're, we've been working on that for a while. You guys can bring the cameras. We'll bring the beer. <laughs> yeah, we actually have a... Uh, a lot of our friends who you know have been hearing about this whole PWR thing have been asking us a lot like when's the next one yeah because yeah. they like a lot of people we invited did show up for the for the last one but there's a lot more who didn't holy shit who weren't able to <laughs> so, show up so yeah May 23 that's that's all you need to tell them May 23 MCS Revolution X is the name yes yep for um, all the marbles guys that's yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. the very first what? PWR championship you know what I think uh, and, and this It'll it's not be just because I'm a slobber now. <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank you and this is not just because we're part of the roster but you know um First ever PWR championship, great opportunity to like take uh, to take videos for the documentary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. Right, sure. So, all right. Thank you very much, uh, Mick Vergara and King Palisok. Thank you, thank you guys so much for being part. Thank of Thank you podcast. so much, guys. Thank, thank you, guys. See you guys. See you on the twenty three. Yes, yes. we will back see you guys. Here in the studio. Yes, yes. Actually, most when, definitely. Yes, yes. When Ansh does With her Ange. round two, you guys should come. Oh, by. for round two. Moral Everyone should be. No, everyone <laughs> should do the round two at the same time. Yeah. Oh, para masaya di ba? It'd be like a battle royal inside the production booth. <laughs> so good That'll be fun though It'll be a whole lot of fun Thank you guys so much uh, We'll be wrapping up This episode of the SGP Podcast With our picks of the week In just a bit Stay with us It's episode 56 Of the Smart Gilas Pilipinas Podcast Thank you very much to our guests for this week, Mick Vergara and King Palisok. Do check out their stuff. Uh, they've got their film reels on on their Twitter feeds, I believe. So it's, just follow it's, them. It's available on YouTube for the most part. Um, I know King's full reel is on his website, so you guys can check it out. We'll be posting links on the on the on our networks for those of you who want to follow. Right. So you, you can also just Google them. Uh, their IMDb links also come out. So it's Mick Vergara, M I H K Vergara, and King Palisok. P-A-L-I-S-O-C. Now, that being said, it's about time for us to end this week's episode of the podcast. And we can't do that without giving you our most must-see matches of the week or what we like to call the picks of the week. Picks of the week! Uh, let's have Kamus start off because he called this So first. lame. What the fuck? <laughs> Thanks, Kamus. Well, okay. My pick of the week is Ziggler Neville. This is the second time I'm going back to Neville... In two weeks, but I was gonna is, pick. I was gonna pick this one if you didn't. It was so good. Yeah. It was so good. I'm just like Ziggler. Ziggler on his own was motivated coming out like his his initial promo and issuing an open challenge and having Neville, who is from Newcastle, which is not that far from London. Yeah, three hours away. Three hours away, as Michael Cole liked to remind us. It's very good for him. To have matches like this, even if he's in a losing effort. I mean, some people are already calling him glorified jobber, but the thing is, he's putting on great matches. Who is calling him glorified jobber? Mainstream media. Sino? Mainstream media. Sino? 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 Um, it's on... Wait, I Seriously? It. I, saw it. I saw it on Bleacher Report. Well, Bleacher Report is fucking Bleacher stupid. Report? Because they have the videos collated per match. Really? It helps. It helps to re- when I'm doing the review. You suck. Why are you reading Bleacher Report? Come on, man. No, it's You're just, better it's than there. that. I am better than that, but it's there for the videos. I'm there for the videos. 
I don't glorified read jobber, really. But some people have been calling him a glorified jobber That's on Reddit. Up, man. On Reddit, especially. There's a lot of hate for the way that he's been booked. But the thing is, he's not enhancement talent. He's getting booked in good matches and is performing admirably mm. every single time. Pe- I- yeah, sorry, sorry. But that's go the thing. Ahead, that's ahead. the thing. There is a stigma with him losing. People don't like it. Because people don't like when something doesn't go their way. But the thing about Neville is right now, he's made a name for himself in that As he's... a flippy shit guy. Yeah, and he's easily the most entertaining part of Raw every week. It, that, that's, that's true. What, I even got... No, I even got into a small argument on Twitter with it. I, I, no, I get where you're coming from. I get where people are saying that he's a glorified jobber, but... Um, as it's long, not true. As long as he doesn't lose in a squash style, as long as he gets to do what he does best, that's fine. But all it takes for him to get over is what one four fifty or one one red arrow. Yeah, and yeah. his four fifty from that match was mm. ridiculous. Yeah, the four fifty from the barricade. Oh my god! I mean, we've seen him do it from the apron in NXT, but from the barricade. In a show like this, it's like, oh, so lost my shit. distance more from the yes, barricade exactly. to the ground. It's four feet. Whereas, if you're from the top, uh, coming from the top, top rope, mm. it's a good, what, uh, six, six feet? Six feet. Yeah. Ish. Yeah, uh, oh, it's a good six feet. So, God. what a huge difference that makes, about. Uh and yeah, so Neville versus Ziggler, that is Kamasis. Yeah. So, um, use that. Yeah, sure. Uh, my pick of the week is a Luchas de Apuestas match, or a mask versus mask match that happened in Lucha Underground. Mm. Dario Cueto basically put Sexy Star and Superfly against each other. And Superfly turned heel, like, during the match. You know, he, not completely, Complete yeah. heel. But that was, that was basically the part he was playing. And oh, he, he played it... No, but... And, Decently well. At the same time, there was a reason why he did that. Right, because he was trying to defend his mask, oh. his honor. And you know, both these uh, both these superstars who were supposed to be friends were supposed to take each other's masks off each other. There was a lot of drama in there. Even though I knew that Sexy Star was going to win, just because it, it didn't seem likely that the no, know, not just that, that uh, Superfly was already unmasked in Mexico. That's right. He's. Uh, I think this was explained so, uh, in commentary uh, um, that it has happened before. So it was nice to see them go at each other, and then you. Yung drama and afterwards, uh, Sexy Star was crying. Ayon yung tanggalin yung mask ni Superfly. And Superfly had to offer and prostrate himself in front of uh, Sexy Star so she would remove his mask. It was very, very good, uh, a very good dynamic. Um, and, and parang main event worthy siya, even though it wasn't really a main event. So I appreciated that. And the match itself was pretty good. Uh, Superfly. Actually, oh. yes. He had that uh, going in his favor. Yeah, that uh, Juventud Guerrero look. Yes, exactly. Young exactly. Juventud Guerrero look. Yeah, young Juventud. Exactly. Before the drugs. Before the drugs. <laughs> and the alcohol. So yeah, uh, Sexy Star versus Superfly. Mask versus Mask from Lucha Underground. Great match if you haven't seen it yet. Catch it before you watch this week's episode. Exactly. Uh, do catch that. My pick is... Is a pick from two weeks ago, actually. Uh, it's from NJPW Invasion Attack. Oh, Where good show. all the Americans, or all the Gaijins are in action. Actually. Well, did Shelton, is Shelton Benjamin on the card, though? Shelton ah. Benjamin X? Shelton X Benjamin. Shelton X Benjamin. Uh, I'm not sure, actually. I haven't finished watching the show because um, four hours of Japanese wrestling is too much to get to. to in get one through. sitting. In one sitting. It's true. I, I mean, props to you if you can do it in one sitting, but I could not. Whoever and whoever you are, if you have the time and you're employed, congratulations to you. Because it's not just funny. It's it's nonstop action. Yep. It's, it's not it's like the a pacing. WWE. It's the pacing. It's not like the WWE pay-per-view where... You can fast forward a bit. Because me filler in a content. Anyway, my pick is uh, the IWGP Junior... Uh, Heavyweight. Junior... junior 
IWGP Junior Tag, tag Team, team Championship, Championship match. Uh, the Young Bucks versus Young Roppongi Bucks. Vice. Other than RPG Vice's really, really catchy theme song. <laughs> uh, it was and a really fa- good match. And the it fact w- that these guys are a relatively new tag team to begin oh, with. Yeah, yeah. And I'm always a big fan of uh, Trent. Question mark. Uh, no, no, he no, he's actually Beretta in NJPW. He's just, oh, like, uh, he's oh, just yeah. Beretta. Ah, yeah. so would so, they actually let him use Beretta? No, no, because he's not Trent Beretta. He's either just Trent or question Beretta mark. or, or Trent something else <laughs> entirely, like uh-huh. Greg Marasciulo in TNA. Right. Uh, it was a really good match, and a lot of people hate the Young Bucks, but that's their heel shtick now that they turn up the indie. To eleven, yeah, just so people would hate them. That's and, that's the entire gimmick. And and the thing is, the gimmick's working. Mm-mm. The gimmick's working. I mean, it's it's working so far as they're actually getting some heel heat because people are always telling them that's not the way you should wrestle. But at this point, it's really so meta. Say now they're exploiting that to get heat. heat. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's ridiculous at this point to criticize them for their athleticism. Mm. But the thing is, these guys are must-watch. And not just that, the 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 story in the match was amazing. But uh, it's hard not to root for the underdogs, since especially Rocky Romero lost his partner, uh, Alex Koslov, yeah, and to retirement to, or you know semi-retirement. semi-retirement. It, it's and the thing was forever hooligans was one of my you know when when we saw them at Wrestle Kingdom mm. nine I was really like these guys these guys are pretty fucking fun to watch mm. but seeing RPG Vice do their thing it's it's great and not just uh, the young bucks weren't just heels in the in this new meta sense but they were also still heels in the traditional sense now they were the ones bullying uh, RPG Vice. And you know that that obviously makes you want to see them go down. Yep. And and everything was just played out well. And the I'd like to think the right people won. Yep. And if you guys haven't seen Invasion Attack, please do catch it. It's a very good show. It's not like I don't think it's like the the quintessential NJPW show it's to not. catch. It's not. It's not like the the one show. It's not like the show you have to watch from NJPW. But there, it's there, uh, one of the most solid shows that they have, even without Okada, Tanahashi, or Nakamura headlining the show. All right. We're good? Are yep. we good? All right. That brings us to the end of this week's episode of the SGP Podcast. We have to thank, of course, the people who help us make this possible. Thank you very much to our friends from Mellow 94.7 for always uh, letting us use the equipment. Thank you as well to our friends from PWR who are huge, huge supporters of the podcast. Uh, please help us. Keep this going uh, by subscribing to the SGP Podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also subscribe on Buzzsprout where we directly upload the episodes and where you can play them uh, right after we post them every Friday or Saturday. And if, you, if there's anything you want to tell us, anything you agree with, disagree with, or just want to talk to us about, you can always hit us up on Twitter. It's at underscore Stan C for me. At Caveman Camus. At Rose War. And you can also hit our. Uh, you can also like our page. It's facebook.com slash the SGP podcast. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Our our page. At the SGP podcast on both Facebook and on Twitter. And if um, I, I, I think if we haven't reminded you yet, we're reminding you once again that May twenty three is the date for PWR Revolution X. But we do have 
a pre-event, a press conference oh, yeah, of all yeah. things, happening on May 1st at the Rumpus Room in Cubao X. We'll also be having a WWE 2K15 tournament featuring PWR roster members and superstars. So that's all happening on May 1. We're going to give you more details next week, uh, which will be, right, I think, a week right before it happens. Yep. So yeah, more details coming next week. In case you're interested, save your May 1 block to date. It's a holiday, mind you. It's Labor Day. So do reward yourself by having fun with your favorite wrestling fans and PWR superstars. That is if you're not going to Boracay. Mm. Or, you know, other beaches. Do yourselves a favor and stay... Well, no stay home, but don't go Go there. to fucking Kubao X. Yeah, and hey, uh, new guys, new uh, PWR superstars wannabes uh, in <laughs> the makings. You know, uh, we're going to see you this Sunday. Uh, when that, that, of course, that depends on when you're watching, when you're listening to this episode. If you're listening to this before this Sunday, before Sunday, April 19th. On Saturday. Mm-hmm. Sana. Sana. Sana earlier. <laughs> eh? Yeah. Eh? I'm trying. Eh? Yeah, we yeah, hope but, to see you there. Yeah, hope April to 19th. see you at the new and improved PWR boot camp uh, for In now. In the new and improved Fit Plus. Oh, oh. <laughs> Yes, Bobby. All right, that's that's all happening. April 19, we want, uh, we, we totally want to see you there. Uh, it's getting late on this Thursday night. We're sleepy. We have shit to do tomorrow, so we're going to sign off right here. Thank you so much for being part of episode 56. Thank you. Uh, one last thank you to our guests, uh, Mick Vergara, King Palisok, and thank you to you. No, thank you. Thank you for always listening and still being part of this ride with us. We're out of here. Peace out. Peace. Sayonara.